If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Hello and welcome to Strings Talk with Doc. This is your host, Doc. I hope that you're fine. I hope that your family's fine. I hope that things aren't too haywire for you right now, that you're maintaining the best that you can. I don't want you to give in. I don't want you to give up. I want you to keep your faith in whatever you are having faith in. Keep it as strong as humanly possible. Things pass. Either we fall to them, we get stronger, or they pass. This has taken a lot longer than anybody uh, predicted or could even imagine, I'm sure. But I'm hoping for the best. I'm trying to make it through this thing just like you are. I'm not hoarding. I'm not taking more than I need of anything. I just take what I need from this world right now and I'll move on. I'm not here to preach to you. I'm not here to teach you. I'm just here to try to do the best that I can to entertain you. I'm going to talk on the various different subjects. Some of them dead serious. Some of them just bullshit. Just talk. Stuff that's going on in the news. Things that I've seen. Things that I'm interested in at this particular moment in time in life. So let's get past the worst of the worst, okay? Uh, the coronavirus cases have exceeded 1.2 million. This was as of Friday. I don't know what the exact total is as of today. I'm sure it's more, unfortunately. There have been more than 65,000 deaths worldwide. In the U.S., we have over 312 confirmed cases. It jumped by 1,400, almost 1,500 deaths yesterday to raise that total to 8,500 plus. I mean, these are astronomical figures, and they tell us to brace ourselves that it will get worse before it gets better. But I'm hoping for the best. You know that. There's like 167 million people who are locked down across the United States of America. And that means that there's over 200 million people worldwide who are locked down. So we're trying to find things to uh, distract us, take our time. So we don't have to sit back and think about everything that's going on each and every moment that's going on. So I finished up The Biggest Loser this week, and I'm kind of glad to see that this show has reached its final leg. It has been a very difficult season to make through. It's not very good television. So if you're not into The Biggest Loser, I'm not trying to convince you that you should sit back and start watching it. Like I said, the season is over. It wasn't very good. Uh, SBU was very good this week. I'd give that a thumbs up. The Good Doctor was also good. I hated to see one of the main cast members leave. This is the second time that they've lost a major cast member within a three-year span, and that usually does not happen on Doctor shows. Doctor shows, I mean, the doctors usually live for quite a while, but, I mean, they've already lost two doctors. I'm big time into Ink Master. I'm a heavily tattooed person. And so I love seeing new art. I love seeing tattoos that can kick ass and do fantastic designs. So it's a very interesting show, at least to me. So I give that a thumbs up. I'm on my fourth season of The Wire. The Wire is just as good today as it was when it originally aired in the early 2000s. And I am, like I said, I'm up to like season four, episode six or seven. I'm not really sure about that. I'll check when I go back and we watch today uh just to let you know how to get away with murder the final six episodes have started airing the first episode of the sixth aired i guess wednesday or thursday the blacklist is back dark side of the ring is out there 
Dark Side of the Ring is very interesting. This week they dealt with a wrestler called New Jack, who wasn't a very technical wrestler, but he was a big name during the time period that he was with ECW and also down in Tennessee. Because of his character, because of the violence, the blood, and things of that nature. This is a very interesting story. So if you get a chance, and even if you're not a huge fan of wrestling, it's a good one-hour watch where you could spend a couple of minutes of your life just looking at this. I like to tip my hat to HBO Go. They are offering a free HBO right now to anybody. You do not have to sign up online. You could just go to HBO on your phone, your tablet, or your television, and the channels are there. You don't need to give them your credit card information. You could just log in. I mean, like I said, no login. You could just watch the shows, and that's actually how I'm watching um, The Wire. I was watching it through another venue, but these are perfectly clear. No commercials, because it's HBO. Naturally, there's no commercials. Everything looks great. I have a 4K television. This stuff is in the top HD that there is. And so it's a beautiful thing. And I also would like to tip my hat to AT&T U-verse. They are offering some free preview channels also. I think that more people should be doing this. I think that UFC, ESPN, I think they really are dropping the ball with this. ESPN, by not offering plus at least for a three-day period to everybody so that you can go back in there and watch some of these shows that are there. Because what they do right now is they got us waiting for this Jordan documentary to drop. It's a 10-parter. If they was to drop this early, people are at home, a lot of people at home, and they will be gobbling this series up. I mean, we would be going crazy for this like everybody went crazy for Tiger King. But you know what? ESPN is doing their thing. UFC has a fight path. They also should be dropping some freebies right now just so that people who are not really UFC fans can get to look at some of their tapes, some of their classic matches, things of that nature. WWE also should be releasing. They have documentaries. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, you just you've heard some of these names and you would like to hear the backstory on these people, it would be a great thing for them to drop. But you know what? Everything is business, business, business. So what are you going to do when everything revolves around business? And if that's the case, you really can't do anything. You get the uh, the whim of the people who run these businesses who don't really care at this particular point if we are entertained or not. They go, fuck you, pay me. And that's the way they're going about their business. And that's all that there is. Now, I know for a fact that there have been a lot of conspiracy theories going on about this coronavirus. And if you choose to feed into them, that's your thing. I choose not to feed into them. Now, I do have thoughts about some things that are going on in the world. And it crossed my mind for just a brief moment. Why do they have us or why do they want us not in our own cities out and about so much? Uh, what are they up to? But see, I'm not going to let those kind of cancerous thoughts rule my mind. It's just not me. It's not what I'm into. It's not how I'm going to conduct my life living in fear that Big Brother's doing something wicked and dangerous. I think that what's going on right now is bad enough. We don't need to trouble ourselves so much with all this bullshit. I had a person who was supposed to call in today. They wanted me to review some of their rap music. And I thought about it, and I thought about it long and hard. I like to see another young black male on the come up. And I would like to help this young man on his come up. But if he is so lazy that he can't even take the time, the energy, or the effort to call in and self-promote, I will not promote for him. And that's all I'm going to say on that subject. I'm not going to mention his name because it's not, that would be beneath me. But my thing is this, if you are hustling, don't let nobody run your hustle. You hustle hard for yourself. You promote yourself, you plan, you execute for yourself. You do the best that you can to make sure that your product is out there because that's what I do for Strange Talk with Doc. 
Nobody hustles for me. I don't need anybody to promote me. I promote myself. I don't joint venture with other podcasts. Even though I would like to, I have not as of yet because it's not what I do. Matter of fact, I was on Instagram. I'm still on Instagram and I keep my Instagram page open to the general public. I've actually deleted all followers. Everybody that was following me, I deleted them and I unfriended or unfollowed them also because I don't really care about those type of numbers. They mean nothing to me. Ned, how are you today, brother? How are you doing? Everything is well. Okay, good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, I was just talking about uh, I had a guy who was supposed to call in, or he didn't really want to call in, but he wanted me to promote his rap SoundCloud page. And I thought long and hard about it, and I said, there's no way in the world I am going to promote somebody's page who won't take the decency to call in and self-promote for themselves. It just don't make sense to me. Yeah, why would I promote you? What's, uh, what's in it for me? Right, and I'm not even looking for a quick pro pro type thing. It's just why would I take the energy out of my day to promote you when you don't have the decency to even... I mean, he actually asked me the other day, how did it go as though I was an employee of his? <laughs> I was like, so you don't even know what day I do my podcast? You've never even listened into my podcast, but you went to my DMs and hit me up. And I got a major problem with that, Ned. I don't like people coming to my DMs. That's why I dropped all the people that I had as uh, quote-unquote followers on Instagram, because I don't care about them. I don't care about that number. I At one point, I had like 7,000 Instagram followers, and I was following like 10,000 people. And that shit is just too time-consuming for me. I pass on it. You know, some people, numbers mean everything. They mean nothing to me. The only numbers that matter to me is listeners. I totally get it. You know, that and bank account. What the hell do I have in my bank account? And how many more days do I have on this earth? But that's the other stuff is garbage, man. (laughs) You got to help me out here, man. I don't know this guy. Because I want to just say this. There's this party next door. He released an album called Party Mobile. Are you familiar with Party Next Door? I know who Party Next Door is, but I I didn't listen to this album. Well, you have heard other stuff by this guy, right? Yeah. Okay, I got a major problem with Party Next Door. Party Next Door. If it's a party next door and this is the party guy... That party is pretty damn quiet because this dude does nothing but whine and sing crappy songs. I mean, I thought he was some kind of hype dude or something. Just to let you know I'm out of the loop with Party Next Door. I mean, he sounded to me like a bad version of uh, Keith Sweat from the fucking 80s and 90s. You know, I can handle a party like that next door. It'd be quiet. Everybody be old, sitting down, bored. This album was shit. Party Mobile is garbage. Straight up and down. That That's the only thing I could say about it. I, I got to check it out. I don't, it's not, he's not like one of my artists that, I, that I'll be checking for. Yeah, I, I can't recommend uh, Party Mobile. Now, I also but, listen to... Go ahead. I was going to say, but the whole thing with the quarantine, I don't know if you know, but hip-hop on Instagram has been, like, taking off. They've been having, like, these battles between, like, Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Last night they had Little John versus um, T-Pain. And tonight's supposed to be, like, Teddy Riley versus Babyface. And these have been awesome. like... 400,000 people just in the room listening to these old hits, these uh, producers going back and forth to see who had better songs. You know what? That's anything that helps. Matter of fact, I was talking about this right before call. I would want, I had to give a shout out to HBO Go because HBO Go has opened up their airwaves to anybody. So if you got a phone, a tablet, television, you could just link into HBO and that shit is free. This Damn, stuff see, is all four in. days after I sign up for HBO. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's you don't even have to net. The great part about it is you don't even have to sign up. 
All you gotta yeah. do is go to the site. You don't. They don't. They're not asking for your credit card. And what I was saying was, I was saying, UFC needs to get on board. WWE needs to get on board. ESPN Plus needs to get on board. These are three greedy ass companies that have not offered any kind of promotional thing for the Americans that are locked down. And and I think that's bad. But you want to know something? I, I, I like that. I like that. Matter of fact, it's a sharing of information and maybe these guys are getting more fans that people didn't know it was them. I mean, I guess D-Nice kind of kicked this thing off, right? Well, Smith and Timberland did this a while ago just between them two, but uh, they've been hosting it now on, on Instagram. They did it again and then um, – I know they've been having battles every week, but it was right before D Nice because Swiss and Tim did it maybe like a year year ago. Okay, I um, you know what? I uh probably will not be listening in personally because I like to control the music that I listen to. I don't want anybody playing. That's I have not listened to the radio, and I ain't joking. I have not listened to the radio in maybe ten years. Because I don't want somebody playing any music for me. I control every bit of music that I listen to. Every single bit of it. I got a uh, player in my car. I keep a pl- matter of fact, my watch is a player. My phone has music. My tablet has music. And every one of those I put on there. So I know that I, I'm going to like the song that just played, the next song, and the 15 songs down the road. But for another person who's looking for that kind of entertainment, I'm I'm not shitting on it. I'm not poo pooing that at all, man. I think it, it gives you like it's songs that people produce that you be like, oh shit, I didn't even know that came from this person. Yeah, I could I could like I said I could dig that. What I've been keeping track of is I found this website that lists every single album that drops. So, I mean, this hasn't even been a huge part of Strange Talk with Doc, but I've been doing it for the, like the last couple of weeks. Like, I got turned on to this week to this Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine and the Alchemist dropped this album called Lulu. I never heard Conway before. I heard the name, but I never heard it. Now, I'm going to admit, it was only seven tracks. One of them was like a less than a minute skit. So, say six tracks. And out of the six, I only like one. It was this song called Shoot Sideways with Schoolboy Q, who I don't even fucking know who Schoolboy Q is. I know his name, but I don't know his music. I'm not going to give this a a thumbs up. I didn't really dig this album. But it made me listen to this Benny the Butcher guy, who I'm not a big fan of either, but maybe I got to listen to more music because he had a song called Rubber Bands and Wait. That was all right. Crowns for Kings, that was all right. Are you familiar with these uh, Buffalo dudes, Benny Conway, and I think there's another guy, West Guns or some shit like no, that? I know Conway and West Gun. I'm not uh, Benny the Butcher, no. Okay, they're all on the same record label, Gisela Records. Yeah, and I they think came Benny out with an album Butcher... with, um, on the Eminem's label. Yeah, I think Benny the Butcher is supposed to be the big boy of the group, but like I said, I got to listen to a lot more music. These were the only two songs that I could find by him that I liked. At least I'll give Benny the Butcher credit. He's a rapper. He's not one of those uh, auto-tune trap house guys. This is a man voice, you know, talking some street shit. Conway also is another one. I think I have to listen to his album again. Like I said, the only one that grabbed me was this Shoot Sideways. And saying that, Little Wayne also released the album this week called Unreleased. It was 37 songs on this shit. That's a lot of songs to listen to from one artist. And that, it was your typical Little Wayne. People that love Little Wayne will love him because he does that auto-tune shit, that trap stuff. There's nothing adult on this. This is not like Funeral. Funeral, he had about four songs on Funeral that he just released like a month ago that were pretty good. This one, I couldn't, 37 songs I couldn't find. One that I want to keep. Not one. But I can't, 
Yeah, but I can't shit on it because it's it's like typical Little Wayne. It's it sounds just like Little Wayne from ten years ago. And it's like if that's you your, either love him or you hate him, one or the other. Exactly, but see, my thing with Little Wayne, there's about six or seven songs that I got from Little Wayne that I really, really dig. Two of them, well, three of them with Eminem. One of them was actually with Rick Royce. I mean, Rick, Rick, yeah, Rick Ross. Yeah. Then he's had about four or five songs. He even has a song with Madonna I like called Revolver. Then he has about five or six to ten songs of his own that I actually like. So I can't say that I hate Lil Wayne. It's just when he goes back into that trap auto, Lil Wayne, he's not talking to me. He's talking to another generation. I'm not a part of that generation. So, you know, did you see the, uh, damn it, Dark Side of the Ring, uh, New Jack? Yeah, yeah, that dude should be in prison, but yeah, I saw it. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a different character, he's a, uh, obviously he has uh, some serious problems that he takes out on people inside that squared circle, if you will. But I was telling people earlier because I went through some television. I'm on season four, like middle of season four of the Y right now. I'm loving it. And That's when the young kids come in. Yeah, we're in school now. We are. We uh, are in school. And uh, Chris and uh, Snoop are killing shit left and right. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's no more string of bell by this point. So it's interesting. It's an interesting show. It was a lot of things that I didn't catch the first time that I catch now. My wife loves this show, but she's like, damn, boy, women are treated like shit on this show. <laughs> either either they getting banged. I mean, because there's no woman of any position of power in the whole police force at all on the show. Yeah. They might be a B cop or some shitty detective, but they got no power. This is a boys club. The whole show is a boys club. You know, when chicks are can't, or chicks are lining up to bang bunk, that lets you know it's a man's world. <laughs> you know, usually when you're a rotund guy, unless you got some real money or something, a lot of chicks just ain't lining up to bang the almost 300-pound black guy who smells like cigar and alcohol all the time. You know, because that's all he does. Even though there was a classic funny scene where one cop has to go pick him up from a chick that he went to bang, and he's basically laying in her bathroom naked, burning his clothes because he's so drunk, he didn't burn his clothes, his drawers, his socks, his shirt because he's smoking a cigar and he don't know what the fuck he's doing. And he goes, where the fuck are your shoes? And he's like, I don't even know where my shoes are. <laughs> and he's sitting there in the bathroom lighting his suit on fire. That shit was, that was hilarious. I had to actually rewind that. I thought that was hilarious, man. You know. People are really fucking up with this uh, social distancing. Uh, it is failing. I was in the market last Monday. And I had to ask, actually tell several people, can I get some room? You know, like, really, can I get a little room right now? Yeah, I believe, now on the, I believe now on the establishments, too, because, like, at least here, like, I went to a supermarket. The supermarket closest to me, they only let in 20 people at a time. The supermarket down the block, they was letting, like, 100, 200 people at a time. And it's a way smaller supermarket. I'm like, yo, this is... Insane. I'm never coming back here again. Yeah, well, they put up the spit guards or whatever the fuck you want to call them in all the grocery stores here. Yeah, so for the cashiers, are, right? Yeah, yeah, they're in place. I kind of like yeah. it because I can stand back and then, you know, we get those, uh, you know, those, uh, your cards that you have for store. They use that electronic gun. I can stand back from that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I watch the news. I see people. You got these idiots down in Tampa at this church function. Man, Florida's backwards. 
Yeah, well, you know, that's why they call it the penis of America. Um, and they should be the ones that they have, like, the most old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where people go to die. Old people go to die, yeah. Florida. You know, you got this fucking Rodney, and I got his name, Rodney Howard Brown. The dude who vowed to never close his church. He didn't give a fuck about the coronavirus. They had to arrest him because he had these people go to church. Now, he's supposed to be a preacher. He had these people go to church. The thing is on the, somebody filmed it, and then he lies that nobody was in there touching each other and that they kept safe distances. I mean, you know what, man? If you're going to be a man of God, what about ever telling the truth? Is it a problem just telling the truth? Sharing the coronavirus and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, first off, all right, how dumb are the parishioners? Just because the pastor opened church, don't I mean you got to go. Yeah, but you want to know something, man? I found out, and I don't know if you've ever been involved or been inside the doors of a church. Those people are gone. I mean, a lot of them are gone. It's gospel. What the, First of all, it's gospel what the preacher says, which is actually anti-Bible. Anybody listening to me, everything that your preacher says is not gospel unless you can fact check it. That's the deal. You're supposed to be able to fact check what he says because you're held accountable for what you believe. That's what your Bible says. You are held accountable for what you believe. So you can't just take somebody feeding you information all the time and say that that's correct. That's why we read books, right, Nick? We read books so that we can fact check shit going on in the world. Like, you made a good statement last week, and I loved it. I actually posted it as a clip today, that this time, people got all this free time. This is the time to be researching and and looking into new hobbies and learn new things. You know what? These people are at home. If the pastor didn't give a rat's ass about you putting money in a collection plate, he could do this as a Christian service on a Skype or Zoom or a FaceTime or something. If he just loved you and he wanted to give you some good vibes, he could do it for free on the Internet. The Internet is out there. I bet you he didn't go into the congregation. Oh, no, that's that's the crazy thing about it. He lied so much, he was walking through the crowd. This particular dude was walking back and forth the aisles. But then he goes on TV and says, we we complied with everything that they said. And then the law was like, you know, we got you on film. And they went and arrested him. But naturally, only a $500 fine. And, you know, he was out in what, 10 minutes? As far as... uh church services, which he's dumb. They should have voted for the other guy anyway. That's what Florida gets. Florida and Georgia are like the dumbest people on the East Coast. And you want to know something that's even weirder, man, now that you brought it up? There's three pastors. I believe they're all in, well, one is in Texas. Another one is in, no, they're all coming out of Texas. They are trying to sue the federal government claiming that it's against their constitutional rights to be told to be on a stay put. They want yep. their churches open. I mean, this is crazy. If you really, like I said, if you really care about your church, do it online. Do it via electronics. Yeah, they want that money. They because money what? Online. I'm going to tell you now. You can get money online. These people, I mean, it's not, I mean, this is the thing that gets me, Ned, and I'm real confused about this. Nobody said uh, coronavirus causes you to shit uh, uncontrollably day and night. So why are all the toilet paper going? Then nobody said that the internet was going to fall. So why can't you do this shit via social media? There are there are thousands of people right now, right now, Sunday morning, thousands of people who are using podcasts, YouTube channels, Facebook, and stuff like that 
to preach gospels. Yeah, and if you're and a big church, you should have your own online channel or whatever. That's true. Now, think about it. These are small people, people that's not really making any money, and they're doing it out of love. It's yep. the, You know what? I ain't heard nothing about the big timers, like religious channels doing this, but, you know, that's on them. But go take – I'm not advising you to really do this. Just do this online. Go to YouTube University and do this. Don't do this in real life. See what goes on behind closed doors in a Pentecostal church. Your fucking head explodes. And then you wonder why they would show up because the pastor says show up. All you got to do is see what a service looks like. I mean, I have because, my fair share because I used to go to church. but uh, Yeah, what kind of church? That's interesting to me. Well, I've seen, I've been to Baptist church, um, Pentecostal, uh, what's okay. it, non-denominational, because uh, I've been to churches where people, you know, they put their hand on their forehead to hail them and stuff like that. I've been to those well, that's churches. Pentecostal for the most okay. part. Um, so, and I see it for myself, and I'm like, man, I personally, this is my personal opinion, I personally feel I don't go to church because a lot of it's phony. And I don't have, I don't want to waste three hours of my life, especially black church, three, four hours of my life being fed <laughs> bull crap. Yeah. You know what? My thing has always been this, and I study religion. Most of us can read and write. I'm, I'm saying most because somebody slips through the crack who can't. You can read your book of religion in the comfort of your home then you can break down and study any part of it that you're confused about there are other venues you don't have to be fed nothing that's my whole thing you don't have to be fed it's amazing that a guy can learn a whole religion while locked away in a cell and he's he has no access to any form of uh, social gathering, but a person who's free can't do it. They feel that they have to be. We have a we have a lazy gene inside of humans that it's it's real sad, but we have a lazy gene. We like to be fed. You know, like the baby, you give them that little fucking spoon that got the plastic tip when they first born, and they eating their little yogurts. I mean, uh, little snacks. That's the way people want to be fed as adults, with that little spoon still. When we force-fed. Yeah. I mean, because think about it. If I wanted to use the knowledge that I have, I could be ordained as a pastor, right? I can go out, and I'm sure I could find me 15 fucking idiots to follow me. And I could preach nonsense to them. Whatever they need to get through the day. Whatever. You know what? I go like Joe Olstein. It's always going to be sunshine and uh, rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, look how many people sign up for Scientology. Well, listen, Scientology has worked this way so good that you know that the Nation of Islam is basically Scientologists now? Yeah, I know they signed up with them. Yeah, could you imagine? But it's crazy because they, Scientologists, don't even, like, all right, we got a Scientology church in Harlem. You don't see no black people going in there. I don't never seen. I never seen one black person even buy that place. Good for them. Scientology, scary shit. Uh, I know that there used to be like one on Forty Eighth Street between Seventh and Eighth. Yeah, it's that's a big it, yeah. one over there. Yeah, okay. Uh, back in the old days, they used to sell these books called Dianotics or. Dianotics. Yeah, they still do. Okay, I wouldn't touch them. I didn't nope. want to talk to these people. Nope. But, <laughs> but they try to get you in because I remember when I worked in Midtown, they just hand out these pamphlets. They're like, oh, come watch this movie. And it looked like an interesting movie. So that's how they get people in. Yeah, but you know what you got to – I believe in due diligence, man. I mean, working around all these fucking lawyers for all those years, that's a huge word to them, due diligence. And you look up fucking Scientology, you find out that this L. Ron Hubbard dude was a failed science, science yep. uh, fiction writer. A pedophile living on a boat with fucking little boys. And you go, why would I want anything to do with that? Why would I want anything to do with that? 
And you know what? It takes you about three minutes to figure that shit out online. It's not like you got to dig deep. This dude was investigated by the federal government for pedophilia. Why would I want to be involved with an organization that's a pedophile? Yep. So they cover it up. Yeah, but you know, and and it did shock me to find out that you know I was like, damn, Farrakhan has now got his people deeply, basically they're Scientologists. I'm like, well, damn, you, your cult wasn't good enough as it was. You had to join, but we don't usually hear cults joining up together. But you know, that's their thing. Yeah, that gets me too when people take Farrakhan word as a uh, like it's he says some great things, but when you take other things, and then you look into things that they're doing, like the whole period with Scientology, and I'm like, well, how does this equal the values he was just discussing? Listen, that man has... Both organizations have two different, totally different values. Yeah, his... First of all, and I don't mean to... No, fuck that. I am going to shit on him. Uh, If you any form of Muslim, your God is not Jesus Christ. That's fact. Because Muhammad's not Jesus, Allah is not Jesus. They're two separate entities. If you're reading from a Quran and a Bible, you're confused already. How are you going to find one religion in two books? You can use them to just oppose each other, but you can't find one consistent religion in two different theories. And that right there has always thrown me off with those type of Muslims. First of all, I'm not serving 22 years in a federal or state penitentiary where I need protection. I'm free will. I live on the streets. And you know what? I got a lot of buddies, man. They went to the penitentiary and they all come out. Either they come out worse gangbanger type dudes or they come out Muslim. And then 15 minutes after they free, they ain't fucking Muslims no more. You know what I mean? I mean, that shit, you know, maybe four or five months. Because here's another thing prisoners do. They all read. I don't know if you had the unfortunate uh, people in your life who have actually went to jail. That's one of the things they ask you for. They ask you for books. You can't even see the motherfuckers read a pamphlet when they come home. They won't even open up a two-page pamphlet when they come home. Oh, they read 300 books. Oh, man, I read every book you sent me. Man, you've been home seven years. When's the last time you read? Because you used to tell me how much you love reading. Man, I haven't read since I left prison. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, got a, I got an uncle who's basically been probably been raised in prison. He out now. He's like in his 60s. And he said the other day, man, we asked him why he keeps going outside because, you know, New York, you're supposed to be in the house. He told him, I can't stay inside. I'm like, what? Dude, you've been in prison for like 30 years. You probably got an hour a day out, so how can you not stay outside now? Stay inside now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just rewriting a story. You you telling yeah. yourself some shit that ain't even true. That makes no sense. Man, how are you maintaining the best that you can? I mean, like mentally uh, with all this shit, because I know it, after a while it gets. This is taxing, man. It is, but um, I've always was proud that I was able to adapt to any situation, and I've been doing fine. I mean, sometimes I'm like, all right, I need something else to do, but I figure it out. Okay. Are you wearing a mask? Uh, yes, and yesterday was really the first, because I mean, this is how you know people lie to you. When this virus first hit, I don't know what other states were saying. New York State said you do not need to wear a mask. Then last week they get on news saying everybody should be wearing a mask. What? I don't wear the mask for the simple fact I can't breathe in a mask. Yeah, I tried. It, it, I tr- yeah, it just doesn't. It, I, it's hard for me to breathe in a mask, so I just um, I try to just stay away from people. Yeah, I tried that yesterday. I did. I went through the bullshit of uh, Surgeon General polling a bandana, making something. I went online to SE to try to order them. And here's the thing. SE said they can get me masks, but they'll they'll arrive in the middle of May. I'm like, oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> what, what is the purpose? What is yeah. the 
single purpose of me doing that. Middle of May, I might either have it or we're coming out. Because we're, I don't even know about New York, because New York got, I mean, walloped yesterday with deaths. I mean, walloped. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is crazy. What's going on there? Yeah, it's insane. The problem is too, people they listen to deaths, but I don't know if people know, people are not allowed to have funerals, and if they are, you only got ten people there, and that includes the burial. So you yeah, can't even it, celebrate your loved ones. One of my friends, his his, his one of his parents died, and they need to. They were trying to do a service, and they need to, they wanted to ship the body back to um, where they're from, and they can't even do that right now. They're still trying to figure all that out. So the morgues are just packed. I got a friend that's a funeral director. He's like, they're overstocked with bodies. There's nothing that they could do. Yeah, but aren't, aren't they keeping them, like, in refrigerated tankers, like in certain locations? Yeah, but his, so his funeral home is not that big, so he said what happens is if someone – once they have enough bodies there, if you pass at the hospital, they're not even picking you up right now. But their problem is, too, the people that die in the house. Because if you die in the house of natural causes, they just come and get you. But they don't have the space. Yeah, I heard I heard on the news that they said if, like, somebody dies of a heart attack right now in New York, they let the cops come and handle that later. Yeah, they don't want to. Um, they they told EMS if they're not, don't resuscitate them. Yeah. But fear um, spreading the coronavirus doing CPR. This is a this is a day that we never thought, and we kind of thought at the same time. I mean, if you really think about it, that there's a lot of weird shit that we made fun of over the course of our lives. I think that most people have, and they really never thought about it, like, seriously. Like, I remember when we were younger, coming up, we used to always talk about, could you imagine if somebody knocked down the World Trade Center? We used to say that in jest. <laughs> like, yeah, it would fall down around the building. Yeah, yeah, how would you just, could you just imagine a building fell, blah, blah, blah. And then we always, I think most people have said, you know, the the smallest thing will be the thing that'll fuck mankind up. Not something big, but something small, like a little bug. And in a way, we got this little bug. And then on top of it, we have somebody that's so irresponsible, so out of touch with reality. This just lets you know how fucked up our government is, that we can't even remove him to put somebody in there who has common sense. I mean, people are dying left and right. He's up there fucking talking about Mr. Pillow. His Mr. Pillow. His rating. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. His ratings? Uh, I dealt with models, but not those type of models, if you know what I'm talking about. And then he makes the sign of like a curvy woman. But I was reading fuck? with... with uh, so they kept saying like New York, New York, United States and South Korea got their first case on the exact same day. And I was reading the steps that South Korea put in compared to what we did, and I was like, man, we the laughing stock of the fucking world, man. Like, but we are. crazy. We but are. I'm like, people look at it, and I'm like, and this guy saying, I give myself a 10 out of a 10. How? Listen, this is the same dude who just said, he hasn't heard anything about testing being a problem. He hasn't yeah. heard any. Most people don't even know where you can. Put it this way. I had doctor's appointments set up. All my appointments have been canceled, right? I wouldn't even, because they don't want you coming nowhere near a hospital unless you have this virus. Now, he's talking about we we don't know where People will come up with this lie that there's a problem being tested. Then he's talking about giving $100 million in medical supplies to Italy. We need medical supplies in America. Yeah. We don't have, a, we don't have enough tests. I went to, the, I went to urgent care because I was sick. I took my daughter to urgent care because we were sick. You know what the doctor said? We cannot test you all for coronavirus unless 
you have a fever of 101 and up. You could have every other symptom, but they would not test you. So the numbers with them saying, oh, 600,000 people have corona, that number could be 2 million because we can't get tested. Yeah, well, they said confirmed cases. This was Friday, Net. 1.2 million plus worldwide. 1.2 million plus. And America alone, and these numbers are uh, uh, growing as we speak, 311,000 in America alone. We have overtaken the world as, and New York has overtaken everything as the epicenter. My heart goes out to New York, especially those who are in jobs where they have to travel daily. You know, there's still a lot of people who have to travel. Yeah. You know, the ones who could sit at home and like the CDC yesterday came out with a new one. They they basically said, even if you're going for food and uh, what the hell is that called? Uh, Pharmaceuticals, uh, medicines, pharmacies. You should be doing that shit like hit and run. No walking through the aisles looking confused. Grab what you need and get the fuck out and get up. Because they say in the next two weeks are crush, crucial. Yep. Me personally, New York slowed down the MTA, so now the trains are crowded again. Hmm. See, I'm I'm down to one time a week. My day will be tomorrow, Monday. I've already had this discussion with my wife. Baby, we go in. I mean, we're basically set here that if we didn't have to leave this house, we don't have to leave for a month. Do you have like a 24-hour Walmart? Is that still open like 24 hours? Yeah, yeah. uh, No, no. They changed the hours because they have to have hours where they could stock. Okay, because I'll be the one in the supermarket at like 1 in the morning when people normally sleep. See, me, I'm not not getting my car and going anywhere that hour at night. I didn't do that before this happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so... (laughs) I mean, because that's, that's the type of thing, you on the road by yourself, you might as well just have your pistol next to you. Cause you yeah. I mean, not because the boogeyman's going to come get you, but you're out on the fucking dark roads by yourself and no lights. It's not yeah. like, you know, New York, you still, you can drive up Amsterdam Avenue or St. Nicholas and there's street lights. Yeah, yeah. Man, I go four <laughs> blocks away and I'm in the, it's like you might as well have your car in a fucking tunnel. Yeah, pitch black. Yeah, pitch black. Man, that shit takes some getting used to, my friend. You know, coming from New York, you don't see this kind of blackness. But, I mean, damn, it gets dark out there. And um, so when you hear a car driving at 2 o'clock in the morning, you can literally hear that car because it's the only fucking sound out there. <laughs> and God forbid it's an asshole with some loud music. It's my well say, damn, I done stepped into the tunnel or something. Yeah, I hate those people, man. You can, when you can hear a car six, seven blocks away, you like, what the hell? First of all, if you inside the car, you should not have eardrums anymore. No, but these, these people don't give a rat's ass. I've, I've heard it many times. Yeah, I mean, sometimes me and I, I'm in an apartment building. There's a fire hydrant in my block, like right next to the building. And people double, well, they'll park by the fire hydrant. And their music is blasting. And I'm talking 11, min, 11 o'clock at night to midnight when people yell out the window like, yo, turn your music down. You know what? I You just made me yeah. think about it. I got to look and see where the fuck a fire hydrant is around me because I don't even know where one is. <laughs> Damn, I, you know what? I'm going to ask my wife if she spotted a fire hydrant. I don't know where When the, you leave the now, city, you, you, you lose those things. <laughs> but I tell you what, one thing I will say is once a year, I have an inspector that comes in from the fire department to check all my sprinklers. Every fucking year I have to get this done for insurance, for insurance, um, to meet requirements on insurance. So they come in and check. I can't have nothing on them, nothing near them. And I have to have about, yeah, man, it's gotta be about eight fucking, um, sprinklers in there. And they said that if, if the day ever went off, the place would flood like three feet. Oh, wow. Three feet. Well, it would only go off if there's a fire in, in, in your place, right? 
Yeah, see, but if it went off, if it went off on its own, I, man, I'll, I'll be calling, uh, what the fuck do uh state, all state, okay. and tell them, yeah. give me my 300 fucking thousand dollars. Yeah. Because. But what, so they will cover it, the things that get damaged. Yeah, they have to. Because right, you know, somebody's got, like, oh, we don't cover floods. No, 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 man. I'm, I'm fully covered, 100%. Because okay. I'm not in a flood area. I'm not like in a hurricane area. I mean, right, we, we got... Like, oh, this was caused by a natural disaster or something like that. No, and, and then besides, I think I could probably sue the company that installed the uh, sprinklers if it was no fault of my own. It's not like I took a hammer and, and hit one of them or something like that. See, I worry about that, too, because we have sprinklers in the apartment. But I'm like, what if the next-door neighbor has a fire? Would our sprinklers go off? Yeah, if it if it rings your alarm. do you Are you uh, forced to pay uh, insurance? No, no, that's optional, but we have it. Okay, because it's not optional here. Okay. You must have insurance. And you yeah, we only got like, it because what happened, we came home one day and our apartment was flooded from a pipe burst in the wall. And then when we went to the management company, they was like, oh, we'll give you back half of whatever the items cost. I'm like, oh, we got to take these guys to court. But just in case, I was like, let me get the insurance now. Yeah. I, matter of fact, you got to insure everything. You got to insure a fucking baller. I mean, the baller went out like three years ago. And that shit flooded. I mean, that was horrendous. Water was coming out of there like if you had turned on the uh, fire hydrant. Oh, wow. But luckily, the guy came quick. He fixed it. And then was so that, like, like when that he, happened, does it ruin your, like, floors? Well, thank God I had a shed. My baller oh, okay. is connected to my shed on my deck. Oh, okay, okay. So only thing it ruined or, or made a mess of was the deck. So, but the deck was, is is waterproofed and everything like that. And just had people come out here like a week ago, and we got this huge problem. We are in the midst of green pollen season here. So oh, you, wow. you can hear a person sneeze, and it got nothing to do with corona. It's all this fucking green pollen everywhere, right? So the building was just, the house was just uh, power washed. Had to get that done. Had to get that done because this green shit is everywhere. Oh, wow. Car, house, deck, patio furniture. You walk, you trace in it. You go here, it's there. Your hands are covered in it. So this is, you know, my wife has allergies. Last thing I want to do is be in the market with her. And she, <laughs> yeah. now everybody's looking at us like we the Everybody contagion. looking at y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get these motherfuckers out of here. Yeah. Oh, look at them men here. Those two black motherfuckers are trying to kill us. So, you know, that's the last thing. And every morning, it flips me out. Every morning around the same time, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I, I get up like 2.30 every morning. I'm like on a fucking clock. So about, I get up 2.30, about 3 o'clock, my body is like kind of adjusted to being up. I have yep. the biggest fucking sneeze in the world, but it's every morning around three o'clock, and I'm like, "Damn, okay, that's over for the day," but I'm waiting for it to come, you know. But you know, I, I feel I feel actually physically good, mentally not as well as I would like to because I actually stay away from certain things I would normally do. I don't stay on the news because the news is tragic. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch the news either. Now, now, I mean, I check periodically, like say once every other day. Yeah, I go to the. I I stop with the news, but I'll go to like the newspaper on uh, uh, website. That way, I can pick yeah, I like, and choose what I, I want. Yeah, I like actually like a big fan of Daily Mail. I go to Daily Mail, and because I get a lot of my information, or at least some stories that I can use to do this podcast. From Daily Mail. But then I double, triple check Daily Mail because, like I said, I'm a, I can't tell other people to do their due diligence if I'm not going to do my own. I have to be very careful what I say. I don't want to say 1.2 million 
and it's five point seven million and look like an ass. <laughs> you know? And you here's another funny thing, and we're gonna get ready to get out of here. A lot of things like I was saying is canceled, right? Doctors appointments, yep. this, that and the other. But then other things they're given future dates. Like I had a doctor's appointment four three, which just passed. I'm like, now my doctor's moved my appointment to five twenty seven. Where does he have this magic date of 527, everything will be fine? Because you know what? They say in Vegas is trying to reopen on on March 1st. So, I can see they're probably losing billions. Yeah, they said that like MGM management alone is losing like $14 million per day. Now, okay. think about how many days this has been. Matter of fact, those resort Tropicana. fees, everybody go go up. Those resort fees, oh, they said God, uh, I hate those resort fees. <laughs> I was like, yo, what the hell, Vegas? Well, you know what? Me and my wife came up with the plan that would make people not be so mad at resort fees. There's only one thing you got to give every room. Every room, if you put a fucking refrigerator in every room, people wouldn't be as mad. Oh, yeah, I'll take a refrigerator because, oh, man, I hate having to buy one of them little-ass coolers. Yeah, think about it. If you had a refrigerator in the room, at least you could keep water cold in there. That half a sandwich that you didn't finish, you just throw it in the yep. refrigerator at 2.30 in the morning when you're half drunk, that sandwich would be delicious. Yep. But it, now you got to throw everything in the damn garbage and start from scratch. You yep. can keep beer in the refrigerator, and you ain't got to pay the fee. Because what are they going to give you for the fucking... I mean, think about it. Some of these hotels are $40 a night resort fees. And what do you get for it? Wi-Fi? You got yeah, Wi-Fi on your phone old, anyway. You get the Wi-Fi. You get the newspaper. Who still reads a regular newspaper? Who's delivering? I ain't seen a newspaper on a floor in Vegas in years. It's in the lobby. You could go read the one in the lobby. Oh, yeah. Or, now, what, what, what does the lady said? Um, oh, yeah, you don't even get a... I said, lady, the, the internet where I live costs $40 a month. Why am I paying $40 a day? Yeah, and on top of it, most of us got 4G or 5G or whatever the fuck people got, and you got the internet on your phone. You already pay. It's not like you go on vacation and your phone bill stops. Yeah. I'm not even in the room long enough to use my Wi-Fi. Yeah, and, I download and let me ask, before I arrive. Let me ask you a question. If you had your computer... Say you brought a laptop with you. Are you really want to do like real private information on such an open area space? Yeah, like no. fucking with your bank accounts and no. transfer money and stuff? No, you don't want to do that. You want to do the same job you would do every day. You want to maybe watch a video, check your email, send some text messages, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you're smart while you're on vacation, Shit, you're not even supposed to be posting pictures of yourself on vacation. You post pictures of your vacation when you return from vacation and you know that your home is secure. Yep. That was funny. I don't know if this happened in North Carolina, but when they announced the stay-at-home, Florida ran out of ammo. Uh, You know what? That's the one thing that I don't really worry about. My wife asks me about that all the time. Man... I got fucking boxes on top of boxes. Matter of fact, I'm banging them on the counter now. Unopened <laughs> boxes. So when I buy, I made sure that I had. She asked me, you sure you got enough? Right. Matter of fact, I had, a, I, had, I had a rifle yesterday. I said, damn, it looked a little dirty, so I cleaned it. And um, But uh, I, I check them all the time. I make sure that I keep. Uh, we went to a gun show. And the bullets were like dirt cheap at the time, so I brought boxes of them. All right. But so uh, what happened was after the school shootings went crazy, a lot of Walmart stopped carrying ammo to the certain degree that they used to. Yeah. So ever since then, you needed to always make sure that you have a certain amount. So this that this hasn't really pushed it to any kind of nth degree, as far as I'm concerned, but. It did say that you always supposed to be prepared after the school shootings. He was like, you know what? Since the Trump administration, you need to keep 
uh, your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just wondering because I was like, New York, we running out of toilet paper and cleaning supplies in Florida. It just straight ran out of ammo. Listen, man, I am sitting on uh, about, I think my wife told me, 18, 19 rolls. Do you know that I have not still, that's the one thing I have, I've been able, thank God this happened last week, Matt. We went to the market, man, the meats were back. I was like, go ahead. The meats were back. But you still can't find paper products. What the fuck are people doing? Are they digesting? Are they shooting toilet paper? People are like burning it, putting it in a needle and shooting that shit in their veins? That's crazy. I mean, I thank God. It's kind of still empty, too. So I guess everybody's hoarding paper. We have enough here, so. Yeah, I yeah, know BJ's yeah, but... had it because my brother picked up some for my mother, so I know they still had theirs. Yeah, I'm going to actually hit a Walmart tomorrow, and I'm hoping, hoping that Walmart had the employees to stock the shelves. And what we do is we go before lazy motherfuckers get up. My ass will be in Walmart when they open the gate at 7 o'clock in the morning. I will be walking those aisles before. There's one thing about this place. I came down on North Carolina last week. They have a very lazy gene down here. Even the people that like on Social Security or welfare or whatever, the motherfuckers don't get up to 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So you never see them if you go and handle your business early in the morning. And I guess that's why they're on welfare because they don't like to get up fucking crack of dawn so you know quick question before yeah. you head out did you watch mm-hmm. mania part one no i uh i have mania one on uh whole okay let me ask you a question did you watch it yeah i watched um, it's the only sport i could watch yesterday <laughs> well so the last, is like, it even though we know that there's no crowd per se was it entertaining enough to actually watch? Uh, I thought the matches would be pretty good. Um, everybody's been talking about that Boneyard match, which was like a mix. Uh, it was like a movie. So when you get a chance, check, definitely check that out. The matches were pretty both- well done. And a lot, you know, a broader aspect that we don't realize with fans. I don't know if they amped it up yesterday, but actually hearing – the back and forth between the two participants in the ring actually worked for me at least yesterday. Okay, so they 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 let us a little behind the curtain. They let us hear, huh? Well, they don't let you hear like them calling shots, but you know, just like the back and forth. Oh, you stupid idiot! You, I don't know what Oscar was saying because she speaks Japanese, but <laughs> it kind of helped. Uh, uh, stay down, like them them just saying different things to. I guess what you would say if if there was a conversation in the street fight. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm going to definitely get into that, uh, and I'm going to give uh, AJ Styles and uh, Undertaker credit for last uh, I guess SmackDown. They had such a good promo between the two of them that it made me interested. I thought the Undertaker was fantastic talking about AJ, calling him by his real name because oh, yeah. AJ called him by his real name. I mean, I thought that was an interesting kind of little angle in this day and age and bringing his wife into the mix and saying that my wife used your move better than you ever used your own move, yeah. you little <laughs> bastard. I mean, it, I thought that was a good, and you know what? I think there were certain guys that I knew can work a room with nobody in it. And one of them is uh, Kevin. What the hell oh, is yeah. Kevin's last name? Oh, well, it used to be yeah. Kevin Steed. Yeah, Kevin Owens. Kevin you know, Owens could work an empty room. I was on cable the other day just flicking back and forth, and it was like 1, 2 in the morning. And I came across Ring of Honor, and it was Kevin Owens and um, Sami Zayn. He wore a mask at that time. And they was in front of a crowd of like no more than like 100 people. Yo, they put on a great, a great match. I'm talking from in the ring to outside of the ring. And I was like, oh, I can see why they, they're they popular in WWE. 
Yeah, there's certain people who can work a room and they don't need nobody in the room. Uh, you know what? And I will give Kevin Owens that credit. Samoa Joe is another cat who don't need a crowd. He can just work. You know, yep. he could just work. Matter of fact, before we say goodbye, uh, our nutty uh, president is actually, and I can't wait to hear what the gist of this conversation is, He's supposed to be having a phone call with all the major heads of every sports organization. He wants those guys to try to figure out how they could all bring their sports back, even if we're not there. NBA, NBA, um, Major League Baseball, UFC, WWE, uh, fucking golf, tennis. He wants them all back if they can come back. I don't back. understand why, like golf and tennis, why they can't play. They fall enough apart from each other. You know what? That is a good question. And you know what the funny thing about that is? We allowed to go golfing, you know. Man, yeah. regular Joe can go golfing. It's just these rich motherfuckers don't want to put themselves in any kind of harm's way. Um, I'm like, but, if you golfing, you don't have to be next to somebody. No, you don't. And you matter of fact, I can go golfing tomorrow. Yeah. Even tennis. That's, I'm like, they can play tennis. They just can't shake hands afterwards. Yeah, yeah, you're on one side of the net, you're on the other. I mean, well, you damn, need two tennis players and a judge. That's it. Even though I thought that the the idea of basketball was insane that uh, Jalen Rose came up, put all the teams on a cruise ship, take it out to the water, and let them play in empty court. I was like, that sounds crazy. Every every game? I mean, I think the NBA, as of now, they should just cut the season. Maybe play one more week because it was teams that was close. In um, standing in the West Coast, and then start the playoffs. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't think you can't have, have the last twenty games in the damn playoffs. We gonna be September. No, they don't want to be. They don't want to be banging heads with the NFL. And and you know what? I'm hoping for what they say, not the worst case scenario. But I'm hoping that this we're at getting ready to get to the apex and start falling. They they keep predicting like two weeks. We'll get to this apex and fall. But you know what? We It's hard to trust the people that's in, in charge, man. It really is. Net, man, I want, I want you to remain healthy, my friend. I want you and your family to be careful. Yeah, same. I mean, everybody's good, but have, we want the same for you. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. And I want you to take care of yourself. You have a good week. Keep your head. You ever need to speak to me? You know I got an ear for you. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Have a good one, calling bro. in. You too, man. Oh, your yep. cigar, the cigar by Drew Estate, the natural Modelo, I believe it is. That is a wonderful cigar, people. Wonderful cigar. A good smoke, nice and sweet, but not overpowering like the Acid Twenty. Acid 20, <laughs> if you want candy, go with that. This is a beautiful brown little cigar. Well, it's a nice size cigar. But this one is a winner. I'm I'm going to go with that. And I got another one to try again next week. So I thank you for that also, brother. You're welcome. I think I'm going to have one today. Okay, that's a good idea. You be good, and I'm going to get out of here. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Strange Talk with Doc, with Netboy. And be blessed, be healthy, stay safe. And I'm going to say like I'd say each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.